So I just realized we don't have a catchphrase on this show yet. Um, so I'm just going to steal Brian Nolan's. Hello, beautiful people. And welcome back once again to another episode of The Pit Straight, the podcast bringing you all the insight and analysis you can expect from the Front Stretch Podcast Network, but trained right on the champagne-soaked world of Formula One racing. I am Jack Swansea. I'm the host of the podcast you're listening to right now. And joining me this week is not my usual co-host, Alex Gintz. Instead, making his Front Stretch debut is my brother, Ned Swansea. Ned, how are you? Doing great. Jack, thanks for having me on. I like that you rehearsed your, your podcast intro. <laughs> um, so normally this is the part where I'd ask our guest slash co-host uh, to plug their socials, but Ned is very much the Sebastian Vettel of Front Stretch in that he is not on Twitter um, and also speaks German. And also that I'm not in Front Stretch. Well, that's true. Ned, Ned, this is Ned's Front Stretch debut. <laughs> This is like when Sebastian Vettel made his F1 debut for BMW Sauber in 2007. Are you going to penalize me? <laughs> yes, you've already earned a penalty in the pit lane, Ned. That was a deep cut. That was a deep cut. Good job. Um, okay, instead, in just some typical shameless self-promotion, uh, why don't you follow me on Twitter at Jack Swansea and Frontstretch at Frontstretch? Because anything funny or interesting that Ned says about Formula One that would make a good tweet, I will post anyway and claim that I came up with it. As you already have. Many times, in fact, yes. Um, so we started the show last week debating who will be the next new world champion. It's and, George Russell. Well, you, know, you have to listen to the episode to find out that Alex and I do both think it's going to be George Russell, yes. Um, but we're continuing on with an unexpectedly, uh, from when we came up with it, topic for discussion, which new engine manufacturers are going to hit the F1 grid over the next few seasons? Now, when you say hit the grid, do you mean actually powering the cars? Or do you mean painting their name on the side of the car? Well, um, that is a good question. That probably depends on how exactly the PR representatives from those automakers describe their involvement. That I guess the background for that is that we're recording this episode on Thursday, February 2nd, which is one day before the 2023 Red Bull car launch in New York, at which uh, every rumor right now is pointing to Red Bull. It will announce a branding deal with Ford um, to take over as a partner in Red Bull powertrains and co-develop the future iterations of the internal combustion engine and electrified uh, pieces of the of the power unit. So, so Ford engines are really going to be Red Bull, which is really Honda. Yes, yes, that this from the same team that brought you Infinity Red Bull Renault and Aston Martin Red Bull Honda is. Ford, Red Bull, but secretly Honda, yeah. Sounds like an IndyCar team name. <laughs> it, it does. Ford, Red Bull, Honda, Letterman, Lanigan. <laughs> yes, yes, IndyCar team, yes. That, I guess, does raise the question. Ford stepping in. And, I mean, to be fair with Ford, the, the famous Ford Cosworth BFD engine 
was actually just developed by Cosworth and then Ford stepped in to provide funding and brand the brand in a Ford. So this is really sort of Ford's long and storied history of putting their names on other people's Formula One engines to great success. Um, the only time that Ford really had a full works team was between 2000 and 2004 when they were the sort of total backer of Jaguar racing, which was a colossal, colossal failure for Ford at great, great expense. And remind me what happened to Jaguar racing. I, I think I remember they, they sold to some sort of, some sort of drinks company. I, I, don't, know exa- I don't remember exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 2004, uh, Ford sold Jaguar Racing to a little-known Austrian energy drinks conglomerate owned by a guy called Dietrich, um, and I. it went pretty well for him. <laughs> um, it became a six-time F1 World Championship team Red Bull Racing. Uh, so Ford is really just sort of jumping back in to the team that was originally Stuart Grand Prix, which is, of course, how we all think of it, right? Going on from something that we think will soon be confirmed to something that has already been confirmed, and also another hilarious history of an F1 franchise, Audi announced uh, Monday of last week that they have purchased a stake in Sauber, which is the parent company of what is now the Alfa Romeo Formula One team. And the the current sponsorship agreement with Alfa Romeo will not continue after 2023. But in 2023, Audi will own part of the Alfa Romeo Formula One team. Um, and these these car companies are direct competitors. Uh, it also means that's going to be fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wonder if um, if Alfa Romeo is going to switch over to sponsoring a different team. Like I don't know, maybe maybe Haas or Williams or, or one of those other teams that's perpetually in financial distress possibly an interesting because there's also that ferrari connection because uh audi announced uh, at spa frankershamp last season that they would be producing power units in 2026 reading between the lines there means that sauber is going to be running audi engines starting in 2026 which is why they can't be alfa romeo even though they sort of already are both alfa romeo and audi doesn't make sense but when they have when there's this kind of money involved i think that's when you get infinity red bull huh? infinity red bull Renault. It, it was it was announced sorry uh, ahead of mexico that audi and sauber would be working together from from 2026 it, the the big news last week was that the the process of, of uniting the teams has has started um but fun thing about Sauber, that since 1994, uh, they have been the works F1 team for Mercedes, BMW, Alfa Romeo, and now they will be Audi. So they've collected all three luxury brands and one Italian one for good measure. That's efficiency for you. <laughs> um, the, the, the Audi power unit will be produced in Neuburg, Germany. Uh, uh, Mercedes built their engines in in the UK. So they'll be the first truly German uh, engine on the grid since Mercedes started building theirs. Since Mercedes started building theirs in in the UK. Is the, is Sauber going to be based out of Germany? Uh, No, Sauber is a Swiss team um, and the Audi Sauber program will be 
power unit will be developed in Audi's facility in Germany, and the chassis will be built at the Sauber wind tunnel in Switzerland, a country in which car racing is illegal, with some exceptions. Uh, that's uh, factors several ways into the Sauber story, actually. Maybe that's a, t- that's a topic for another episode. So in, in terms of the big news recently, there's also the rumored Cadillac Andretti lineup. And we haven't really heard anything from Cadillac about whether or not... We have, we have, GM has been kind of hush-hush about whether or not they would actually develop their own power units. I'm inclined to think if they haven't said that they will... They probably won't anytime soon. Because even the companies that say they will usually don't. Right. I think it's 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 better just to get the the branding boost from announcing that you will and then not doing it than missing out on the opportunity. Or so do you think that that compares to the branding boost from having, say, a Renault engine just rebadged as Cadillac? Which would be different from the from the Red Bull Ford thing, where Ford is sort of taking over and contributing, versus just like peeling off the Renault sticker and putting on a Cadillac, like taking the French flag off and putting an American flag on. Compared to the the cost of developing powertrains, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, that, that's assuming that Andretti's even getting on the grid anyway. I'm I'm not assuming. I'm I'm confident they will uh because the fia wants them on there f1 and eight of the 10 f1 teams don't it's just a question of money i think andretti could end up buying an an existing f1 team how how many choices are they gonna have i think they could buy williams yeah i think it could be williams andretti cadillac (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah, Williams and Brady Cadillac Mercedes. I think they'd, they'd, Mercedes would drop the, the supply. And actually, to go back to Audi for a second, there was a rumor that Audi would be partnering with McLaren. Uh, also, car companies that compete against each other uh, in this sort of premium sports car market. Uh, but that, that deal did fall through, as did the rumored Porsche Red Bull agreement. Um, that everyone was certain was going to happen. And again, I mean, we're recording this episode before we know the Ford thing happens for sure. So this could this could be a huge embarrassment to us and Front Stretch uh, if this comes out and we're wrong. But I'm, I'm confident we're right. Porsche and Red Bull was kind of the biggest will-they-won't-they they since Ross, the, Ross and Rachel. And surprisingly, in the end, well, surprisingly by sitcom standards, but not by F1 standards, uh, in the end, they decided to not, which left Porsche, who sort of want to be back in F1, and Red Bull, who just wanted someone to stick their name and give on the engine and give them some money. Uh, Red Bull, looking for other partners and presumably found Ford, but Porsche wanted a 50% stake in Red Bull racing. What Christian Horner said was the DNA is quite different between Porsche and Red Bull. Um, Porsche said, I uh, quoted at motorsport.com, the premise was that a partnership would be based on equal footing, which would include not only an engine partnership, but also the team. This could not be. <laughs> I guess that's, that's one definition of equal footing. <laughs> they wanted an equal footing to, 
tell Red Bull what to do. I, I don't know if there's a, a German idiom that I <laughs> not understanding there. Just, I just told everyone you spoke German. <laughs> but yeah, so what is what is next for Porsche's F1 project after Red Bull decided it wasn't for them? Audi is going to take over Sauber. Who's left? It's Haas, Williams, McLaren, Porsche. It would never happen. I mean, that's pretty much it. Unless they could find somebody else. I don't know. There's these mythical other possible entrants other than the current 10 teams and Andretti that F1 brings up from time to time. Like a Panthera racing team? Or Pantera racing team? I'm not sure how they want us to pronounce it. Uh, I mean, I think more, more likely that maybe they could find... Well, never mind. <laughs> Edit that out. I mean, I mean, they could just... They could just enter as a works team, but it seemed like they didn't really want to do that. Like Porsche, you know, absolute dominant force in sports car racing over the years, but they're not racing in, in hypercar. They're going in the more cost-controlled LMDH category um, with partnering with Penske, not even, not even doing it on their own. So it's, I think it's interesting. I don't think Porsche is going to do it. <laughs> I mean, maybe they could they could hire people over from Formula E or something like that. I don't know if there'd be a, enough similarity there. Well, they're they're they've been doing great in Formula E this season. I think that the Porsche works team and Andretti, who run Porsches in Formula E, have won all three races. And Andretti Porsche Cadillac is that is that an option? Um, so, so Cadillac branding of Porsche developed powertrains for Andretti. <laughs> no, they, I think they wouldn't brand. They wouldn't be branded as Cadillac, and that's the team would so, be sponsored the by team Cadillac. Would be Cadillac. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it would be like the the Lotus Renault that was it was sponsored by Lotus Cars, but the team was Renault and the power unit was Renault. So it it could be. It's it isn't impossible. That it will be Porsche powered, Cadillac sponsored, and ready run F1 team. That that sounds like a, a too many chefs situation. <laughs> oh, I think it would. I don't think it would go well, but I think it's a possibility. And I mean, we just talked about how every F1 team now sounds like an IndyCar team, and and ready Porsche Cadillac is right up there. It looks like that is all the time we have. Um, and in fact, we've gone over just a little bit, so we'll just have to cut off in the middle of our rampant speculation about Andretti, Porsche, Cadillac, Dream F1 team, drivers, Mick Schumacher, and Colton Herta. Um, <laughs> but for the rest of you, uh, our beloved listeners, we hope you'll be back for our next episode two weeks from today, same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, as we introduce F1 preseason testing in Bahrain and breaking down all of the changes heading into 2023. That's right. We'll finally have some racing to talk about instead of just speculation, which is honestly the fun part about having an F1 podcast. But, you know, maybe we'll get some nice team orders drama. And Drive to Survive is coming out soon as well. 
Um, but if you can't wait two weeks, check out some of our other Front Stretch podcasts, read some lovely articles, which you can find on frontstretch.com, or follow Front Stretch at Front Stretch and me at Jack Swansea on the Twitter, where I promise to tweet everything interesting or funny that Ned says about Formula One until the next time he joins me on the podcast. All right. Thanks for having me on, Jack. You're welcome. Don't drive like my brother. <laughs> Don't drive like my brother. Ned, you can't drive. Yeah.